0: Hello and welcome to the Style Stories podcast with me, your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby. Each week on this podcast, I bring you tips and tricks from my years working as a personal stylist in London that aim to help you to switch up your style and get a wardrobe you love. Once you know what really suits you, you can cut through all the overwhelming choice in the shops and get a more authentic wardrobe. And it's good to change it up throughout our lives as well. We don't have to stick to one style the whole time. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Zoe Cosby. This is a special podcast all about what I wear to choose. People ask me about this all the time. They don't know what glasses to choose, what suits your face shape, all those kinds of things. People end up playing it safe when they could be really making a bit more of a statement. The right pair of glasses can really make or break an outfit and it's what you wear on your face as well, so it's really important to feel confident in that. If you wear glasses or if you wear sunglasses as well, then this is definitely the episode for you. So he has got lots of insights in how to choose the right glasses and why it's important to go to more independent labels and shops. I hope you enjoy this episode. So, hi everyone. This week I've got a really interesting episode. This is going to be really useful. It's something that my clients ask me a lot is what glasses suit me? What glasses should I wear? Sunglasses, day-to-day glasses. It's something that is obviously really obvious because it's on your face. It's like it's like your hair. is really, really important. And it's not something that's my specialism. So I deal with the clothes side of things. So I have got Zoe Cosby joining me today on the podcast, who is an eyewear specialist. And she's going to tell us the kinds of frames that suit different people, what to go for, the brands, I'm going to let her introduce herself because they always do it better. So, hello, sorry, Welcome. Thanks oh, for coming thank on the
1: podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, eyewear—it's I such um, an unconsidered accessory to so many people. Which, obviously, for someone like me who adores eyewear, just thinks absolutely bonkers that you know people spend so much money on their their clothes and their shoes and particularly handbags. Don't even get me started on handbags. But then you know they just pop on any old frame and you know they, there's no kind of considered thought about that yet yeah, it's like it's on your face it's the it's, first thing people are going to see it's the first people are going to like look at um and particularly in this day and age when we're doing you know zooms and things like this you know you're not you can't even see what I'm wearing you know really um so to have a great pair of glasses on is is really really important um and I think people just feel really clueless about them I mean the map of times I mean I'm sure you've had it where you bump into a friend or something, and you go, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you wear glasses." And they go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I've just like, you know, I was in a rush this morning. I hate them, I hate them. But you know, I just wear them when I haven't put my contacts in." And I just think, "Oh my goodness, like, there's no reason to hate them. You could, like, have some amazing frames and feel great in them, and not have to always have contact lenses in." And then you've got, you know, all these options and choices that you can you can potentially wear to add, like any other accessory, like an earring or a,
0: you know a bracelet add personality and add style yeah. you know it it can, it can drag down and change an entire outfit it, or it can make and elevate a whole outfit I would love to, to first of all before we go into that about you know how you can make sure that you get the right glasses for your face and make it a really joyful accessory as well is how did you end up here so what's your story if you could introduce yourself yes. and like where you started so-
1: well, I actually trained as a dancer. I had a scholarship to the Laban Centre, um, which is a contemporary oh, dance school in um, yeah. London, and ended up having to leave because I had just huge leg leg problems. I have a I have a condition called compartment syndrome. Which, if anyone is listening or watching and has heard of that, um, it would be a miracle. But it's um like a muscle muscle problem basically. So I had to leave. But while I was training to dance uh, uh, um, at dance school. I was working at Makeup Forever at the weekend, which is on South Moulton Street. I don't think it's there anymore, but it was, um, oh, I loved it. You know, you just have kind of dancers and uh, ballroom dancers and ice skaters and celebrities would come in and we'd we'd do their makeup and we'd sell them makeup. Um, And then that sort of led on to working as a personal stylist at Fenwick and Bond Street. So I guess I've always sort of loved that idea of people being able to elevate their personal style through something like makeup or, or clothes. Um, and you know, through that kind of styling world, I was doing sort of assisting on magazines and things, but I don't know, I never felt like I kind of quite fit in with that world, but I really liked talking to the PR people when, you know, when you're calling in skirts or trousers or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you're doing. And I was like, I like you guys, you sound fun and nice. (laughs) And, um, so I ended up working in PR which led me to a role with Saffalo, which is one of the big um, eyewear brands that own, you know, Carrera and Purcell and brands like that. And then, um, and then I got a job with Oliver Goldsmith, who, um, for people who haven't heard of it, it's a really old British brand, um, amazing, amazing brand. It was established in 1926. And if you think of sort of all the sort of, particularly like the British superstars in the movie stars in the 60s and 70s like Michael Caine and Peter Sellers and Audrey Hepburn they, they're all wearing Oliver Goldsmith um so oh, like okay. Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany she's wearing Oliver Goldsmith and pretty much all of her sort of key films at that time they're all Goldsmith frames and they oh. still produce all their their heritage frames today so I still love, and I still work for Goldsmith um I love I love the brand um yeah so I think I mean I was with Claire Goldsmith for I don't know a decade, I think. And now I freelance for her and I write for magazines about eyewear and I style people. And I'm, you know, I must sort of say I'm not an optician. Um, what I do on the styling part is very much as a stylist. Um, you know, people have very complicated prescriptions, and that's you have to leave that to the medically trained people. Yeah. I think that's why I have or can have the role that I have mm-hmm. is that often opticians are medically trained people and that doesn't always guarantee for them to be necessarily particularly stylish or great at, you know, combining those two things. Um, There is some obviously brilliant opticians who are amazing amazing at doing that. Um, But, you know, I mean, I'm sure people listening would have experienced it where they go in and they just, to a sort of high street, generic kind of opticians and they just see a sea of black frames or tortoise shell yeah. frames and they all kind of look the same but they're all from different brands and you know i get it it's really confusing and someone's like yeah they look nice on you they look like nice. you know it's not it's not filling you with kind of confidence or changing your image or your look um so i would you know if you can go into an independent optician they probably got a better idea of right you know being able to style you and look for your personality um and your image rather than just dressing your eyes in a pair of frames so you can see you know yeah
0: I mean that's it's just so important because you know it's like I said at the beginning it's on your face you're talking to people so if you're feeling you know like your glasses are like like a I don't know an old grandma's glasses or something <laughs> it makes you feel like that and you think oh I just don't feel my best self but yeah. you offer so you take people you offer an appointment don't you where you can yeah. take people out to actually choose the glasses with them
1: yeah because it is overwhelming you go in there's so many pairs of frames on the on the shelf and you how how do you pick where you know I can look at your face usually what I do is I do a consultation over zoom first so I get an idea if you're image, your face shape, your colouring. Um and even just by that, I can usually sort of work out which frames are gonna suit that person. So mm-hmm. I've got a, you know, an idea of what we're gonna go for before we go into the stores. And then, you know, I usually go and visit some independent opticians with them and make them try on things they perhaps never even tried on before. And they, oh goodness, you yeah, know, I could I could never wear that. I can never wear that. And they're like, just try it. And then they put it on and they go, oh, Oh, actually, oh, oh, I quite like it. And you can see, I mean, you must have it with people with, you know, dressing people, you oh, know, yeah. they they stand a little bit taller and they look at themselves a bit differently in the mirror where I think often when you're trying on glasses, you're by yourself, you might be in a rush, you're just trying on the same old thing that looks a bit like your old glasses that you've had for the last however many years. And it's just another version of the same thing you've had. And it's really about inspiring people to step away from that, look at all the incredible plethora of amazing amazing brands that there are out there um and being a bit more playful with it and realizing what an amazing
0: kind of accessory eyewear can be well sometimes I mean that's like so people you know so if they're not using a stylus, they'll maybe take their best friend with them or something because you a lot people need that Uh, assurance so it's like making the decision on your own people by themselves can be indecisive and play it safe and you know like you said you know the thing with clothes as well people always say to me I would have walked past that in the shops by myself but thank you for you know showing it to me that it's something that suits me because we need a kick outside our comfort zone to see things actually work for us and that's when experts like us really come into you know into our own and it's not about putting something completely bonkers on somebody you know no. if you've got a very
1: corporate job um and you know you spend most of your day wearing you know a navy suit and some kind of version of a shirt or a silk top or a blouse or something underneath you know eyewear is an amazing way to kind of show off your personality um but it it can be chic and elegant you could have like beautiful rolled gold frames it doesn't mean that I'm going to put you in Something like this, which is you know a bright pink and red, you know,
0: um. do put those. I love those. You, I had a chat with Zoe last week on Zoom before we recorded the podcast, and she had these amazing glasses on, and it's just like it, it just looks cool. I just love it. They're they're if you you're listening you to the that? podcast, you can you can watch on Zo- you can watch on um, YouTube by the way because I'm putting these on YouTube. So, yeah. Zoe's put the glasses on now, and it's just such a statement. Yeah. I love it. So do check don't, it out on YouTube. Yeah, but don't you think that, you know,
1: often I think people are so scared of, of wearing anything a bit kind of extravagant on their face because they're worried about looking silly. And actually nine nine times out of 10, when you see someone wearing interesting eyewear on the tube or walking down the street, you go, oh, they look cool in their glasses. You don't think, God, they look ridiculous. You probably think, oh, oh God, I could, they look cool, but I could never wear something like that. And I'm, there's only probably a handful of people who can wear a frame like this, you know, more than a handful, but you know what I mean. Um, but you could still wear um, something interesting and exciting, but it'd be understated. So this is, for example, um, that frame I was showing you before is by a brand called Kirk and Kirk. They're a British brand and they their colours are absolutely insane. They're, they're absolutely amazing. So that's definitely... Um, a brand to check out and then this is a goldsmith frame so chunky exciting to look at but it's crystal so it's quite understated
0: understated so again this this is a style personality thing you know some people will want the bold look and I feel like quite a lot of people that work in media tend to go for that look I call them media glasses you know so you can see you you know I mean that kind of look But then, if, if you're more classic or if you work in a more serious role you might want you might want to You know, gravitate more towards that. So it's personal taste. Yeah,
1: and you can find a simple frame, but play with subtle kind of neutral colours. You know, I think people just instantly think like black and tortoiseshell. um, You know, are the the only the only choice you you can wear on your face. Is when it comes to glasses. You know, or they're safe. You know, but actually, you could go with a really, really deep sort of navy that, when the light catches it, it really sort of glows, but in a really subtle, understated way. Or um you know lovely sort of greens because actually black is quite a hard frame color to wear on your face um I think it looks Gosh, hard. yeah it looks really great on block like blondes I love that look with a black frame with blonde hair that yeah brush. yeah um but but yeah black black's a hard the hard color to wear not everyone can wear it um so that- you know you can look for that like, there's just so many
0: tones of you know you know know, choices exactly but as well you said something really interesting that people will play it safe they'll look at others and think they look cool but I could never wear that so people tend to beige themselves down I call it when it comes to clothes and stuff like that because they're worried. they think other people are thinking look at her in her ridiculous pink glasses when actually other people are thinking god she looks cool I wish I had the you know the bravery to wear that but I couldn't I couldn't wear that, but you've just got to- You can, you can try can. and you
1: can find a pink frame, but it doesn't have to be a great big, you know, square one. You could find something that's got like um, a softer pink or it's just got like some pink sort of detailing or like a marbling or something like that. So, you know, there's so many options out there. And I, you know, again, that's why I had the job that I have is that, you know, I can walk into an opticians and pick out 10 frames immediately that I know that that person never in a million years would have ever tried on. Pick themselves, and, yeah. Yeah, and they go, oh my God, I never, you know, I could never want to, I never thought I'd be able to wear a pink frame or a blue frame or a, or any, you know.
0: But I love it. And this is, you know, and and change is refreshing, but we're all like humans and, you know, we're, humans are scared of change. They're scared naturally of the unknown. So end up, you know, staying in the safe zone and the style rut when yeah. they could be wearing Maybe glasses as an accessory. I just wanted to talk a bit about. I was trained in image consulting and I'm a trained stylist, but image consulting is so you kind of get trained in the technical aspects of style. So you're supposed to wear clothes that follow the lines of your body. And so if you're curvy, you would wear soft, flowing clothes. If you're angular, if you're straight on top you would wear like straight cut things on top and then if you're curved on the bottom curvy things on the bottom and then they teach you about face shape and Mm -hmm. they say so anyone with an oval face lucky you they always say you can wear any any glasses any glasses you want suit an oval face I think that's pretty true they say otherwise follow the lines of your face so I've got quite an angular I've got quite a square Face and anyone listening as well, I can't find hats. I've got such a massive head. Literally, <laughs> literally, them. no hats fit me ever. I must have a giant head. Yeah and, yeah. and and I've got square features. So I suit, it's quite big, and I've got a big span, like big forehead. So I suit sort of large frame, sort of 70s square kind of glasses, sunglasses and glasses um but they, if you've got a round face a really really round that's the only time you do the opposite because if you wore round glasses it increases the roundness if that makes sense this is what i got yeah, to yeah,
1: yeah. no no i mean i think i think and I'm, i i think you probably will agree in terms of fashion as well i think things have moved on a bit from those rules i mean they loosely yes, yes they do they they do work um they can work but for me, um, the three things are is, well, you've really got to look at um, the fit of the frame. So, that is the most important thing. So, you've got to think about your nose. You've got to think about where your eyebrows sit. You can, you know, in your ears and getting a frame to fit you pro- properly is the most important thing. You know, if you've got a wide bridge and you're wearing um, like some cheap Japanese, Chinese frames that have got little narrow, little narrow bridge, they're going to sit. I'm going to just grab a pair of frames to show they're you. They're going to rest up. They're going to sit up here and they're going to look stupid. Or if you've got, you know, a lot, a big head and your temple on your frame is sort of sitting here, like just above your ear and it's like not, you know, fitting you correctly. Or again, if you've got a very small face and your frames are too big for you and they haven't been adjusted correctly and they're slipping down and you're doing this the whole time, you know, it's that, that, all of that just looks rubbish. So getting the right fit for a frame is really, really important. And again, that's why I think, you know, high street opticians will will sort of do it, but um, if you've got a really good quality frame, if you go to an independent optician, they will be able to change the angle of the frame here. They will be able to play with all of the kind of
0: um, Make sure. the yeah.
1: so it fits your face absolutely perfectly
0: so that's um, a sizing thing isn't it as well so I mean if I put small glasses on though you know like say if I wore the John Lennon style you know the little little round yeah no they just do not suit me at all I can't carry that off
1: but but you know there's so many versions of that yes frame. and yeah. there will be a little round frame that will suit you um um so you know fit and, and with that comes comfort you know if you've yeah. got a frame that is comfortable on your face you're not going to be doing that thing with you know pushing up or like getting headaches at the back here you know all of that is so important especially for people who wear glasses all day long
0: yeah and
1: the third thing is to always think about well for me is when I'm styling somebody is is their personality and their image and often you might you've got several personalities haven't you you might have a big corporate role where you're you know in a job where you want to look very professional um and you know you might be speaking to people in different places all around the world or something like that but then you know at the weekend you love I don't know biking and sports and so you know the idea is to try and build a wardrobe of eyewear as well so you can hit every facet of your personality with a pair of frames that really suit suits you and what you're doing so you know Um, I remember there's a really good sort of Oliver Goldsmith story so Claire Goldsmith's grandfather I think he was in New York or somewhere like that and he was visiting friends and they went down to this beautiful fish market and they met a friend there and she owned um, like a stall in this big fish market and they were all chatting and stuff and anyway they knew that she was having dinner at this you know dinner in the evening Mm. and um you know, in the daytime, she's wearing like overalls and, you know, a hat and gloves and stuff. And then obviously they come to dinner, she's wearing a beautiful dress and she's done her hair and she's got different handbag, different shoes, but still wearing the same sort of fishy glasses that she'd been pushing up all all day because, you know, people tend to only have, you know, one, one glasses and like, I understand that glasses can be incredibly expensive. So I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying, oh, well, you can just go out and buy them willy-nilly. But um, actually, you know, she changed every single thing about her outfit and her image, except her glasses.
0: Like... And they'll last longer if you've got a few pairs anyway. Yeah. got I, You know, if you've got one pair and you'll do it, you are like the fish place, they're going to, yeah. yeah, like you say, you fishy glasses going out for dinner, you know. Yeah.
1: It's have nice you, to have, you know, have 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 some, you know, I've got frames that are sort of more kind of like casual when you're like every day, you're wearing your jeans, you're wearing I know, a shirt and a blazer or a you know, t-shirt and a blazer or something like that, and something more casual, then I've got smarter frames. You know, if you're going to a wedding, you might want a kind of beautiful, sort of um elegant chic metal frame that's sort of lightweight and understated. Um, you know where you might want more of like a meat like you you know you call them a media frame for when you're wearing your your jeans and stuff um building building slowly but surely a nice sort of and they'll last you if you're buying buying trends in the same with clothes there's just no point you know buying frames that suit you that have longevity um you know they'll last you forever not the forever, last, you the know.
0: last, yeah, exactly. If you've got more to it, but also, you know, like you said, we're playing different roles in our lives. So at work, you're not going to be 100% who you are cycling at the weekend, being a mum, doing all, all of those things. Of course you're not, you're playing a part and that's what clothes help you to do. So you know, I call them media glasses because I do see a lot of people in the work in the media that wear, have, you know, will wear bolder frames and all that kind of thing. And I instantly think my instant thought about that person is, I bet they work in media, or I bet they work in fashion, or they look cool, yeah. or you know, that kind of thing.
1: Look, but I bet if you look at that actual outfit, it's probably quite basic. You know, it's probably jeans and a and a t shirt and and some like cool trainers or something like that.
0: But like, look how a, a pair of cool glasses can elevate that outfit very it's part of their identity they've created an image that has that impact straight away you can also do the sexy secretary thing can't you You know that hair up with the the big glasses that's the thing isn't it sexy secretary (laughs) that's just popped into my head
1: (laughs) you can you can say that one Um, I mean there's lots of you know roles roles (laughs) if you want to go down that route but um I I just I just think that Eyewear is a bit like, you know, a bit like like lipstick, you know, you can be feeling kind of rough and tired and whatever, and you slap on a bit of lipstick and then you instantly feel a bit brighter and um, more put together and eyewear can do that for you. And, you know, also I really think people are, you know, left, right and centre shoving fillers and Botoxes and whatever into their, into their faces. But when I look at um, a stylish person or someone I think that looks cool, whatever their age what you know what man woman whatever it's always because they they look put, together. They look, put shit, together they look cool it's not because their face is like this or you know it's not how many wrinkles they've got it's and actually good eyewear will take years off you like without having to do any of that stuff because it will update you it will make you look like younger fresher cooler
0: and 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 stylish and I always when I see stylish people I I mean okay it's my job it is my job but I always I always think they know themselves they must know themselves really well they're obviously very confident in who they are Mm. you know because when you when you dress authentically as yourself and you are bold in your choices and all of that it shows you radiate confidence and like you say you look stylish and you look put together Mm. which is which gives off that energy totally Paisley. doesn't it so yeah. i always think i want to be i want to be their friend i'm gonna i'm gonna um go th- we'll go through we'll look at the frames that you've got in a second i'm just going to show you mine so i i got these because i watched sarah jessica parker in
1: and just you? what's you're that not, you're not cleaning them on your shirt are you i,
0: I am oh my god well, i am Oh my well, denim I, your hand. I would do these are really battered i see, see i do need another pair of glasses so I got these, so these are square, like quite light frames because actually black heavy frames don't look great on me. I think cause I'm, it, it's just sort of my, not my style. So the light frames yep, and yes. I copied Sarah Jessica Parker from a scene in and just like that. And she was on her Apple Mac doing some typing at her window and I tracked them down to Jimmy Fairley. These are a copy. The ones that she had were 700 pounds. These yeah. were, I think, 150, so fraction
1: of that. And but I think that's really- that's no different to you know seeing a pair of Valentino heels that you love
0: and then buying the Zara equivalent. Yes, yes, you know, yeah. You know. So I, I'm happy with these. I really And then my friend said to me, she said. You look like a dad in the '80s. I was like, "What do you mean?" She said, "Can't you remember in the '80s everyone's dad wore square clear glasses?"
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's actually my most. First, I had it. I had exactly this yesterday, and it's. I think it's when you've known somebody for so long, and you um, are so used to seeing them in, whatever frame they've worn for so long, and then like they put on something a bit different, and they like. There's usually it's usually a bug. Harry Potter or Willy Wonka are the sort of <laughs> insults that usually come out um, because- Dame like, Edna. What about, like, that, so that, one original? Like, Edna. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, really? Like, you know, <laughs> um, but- no, you do not look like an 80s dad in those glasses. But that's
0: why people play it safe, because people come out with things like that. But usually it's it's a bit of banter. And I, I, I love my glasses. It didn't put me off if I look like an 80s dad. I'm, I'm owning it. I'm owning it. <laughs> I, I like my glasses. Um, you know, the, there's people that use them as, you know, as a statement. So Elton John, of course, famously wears his crazy glasses that is totally part of his persona Dame Edna Everidge and I think Morecambe and Wise they would just put two glasses
1: yeah those are Goldsmith Oliver Goldsmith glasses
0: oh right okay um
1: but you know I mean particularly like sunglasses if you think like there isn't you know there isn't an artist out there that you can't you know you think of like the art world as well like Hockney and things like that you know eyewear is is so part of um their identity and. you know, like, like, like I say, like Michael Caine and, you know, people like that, like, that's, that's that, that's that image. And actually, if you were to draw like a, you know, child's kind of stick picture of the, any of those <laughs> people, you put sunglasses or glasses on them because that's, you know, who they, Alan Carr, Alan Carr used to be one of my clients and in, in, um, when we used to have the Oliver oh, Goldberg store, okay, you know, in he used to, you know, come in all the time. And, you know, like, I think one of his, I don't know if it was on his book or, um, when he was touring or something, but it was just, it wasn't even a picture of his face. It was just a pair of glasses and like his teeth and you know, you know, and um, I did actually a thing. We did like a school quiz and I was doing like the quiz master thing and we just had pictures of glasses and you had to match them. And none of these people are fashion people, you know, they're just mums and dads from school. and So many of them people could match and they were actually so surprised, you know, they could match the glasses to the celebrity because they you you just I think you forget how
0: I don't know the, just
1: obviously things are yeah to you so um
0: and then you and you and you're subconsciously taking it in as well and that's what you associate with that person but I'd love to see some recommendations so anyone listening you can go and look at all these recommendations on YouTube I'm putting all my podcasts now on YouTube so Lisa Gilby style consultancy on YouTube. So Zoe's got a few options, I think, to show us.
1: Just, yeah, I've just got literally a few. So um, starting with just a few glasses. So yeah, if you've got, um, this is a goldsmith frame called Carter's, but um, which I, is coming back into stock, I think. But crystal frames, if you've got gray hair or salt and pepper hair, it is a really, really, really good option to go with a crystal frame or like a milky white frame. It looks really cool. It looks really modern. Um, and that's like a chunky frame, but, um, and it's nice. got the detailing on the temples. It's understated, but it's, that looks great on men and women. Uh,
0: understated,
1: but still modern and cool. Yeah, totally. Um, then you could take, so like the classic cat eye is a great frame on lots of different face shape, um, obviously for women. Um, so this is a frame by lai works which is another really cool brand based out in la female led, it's awesome go and check them out um but obviously
0: cat eye i love cat eye
1: quite a simple shape in terms of a cat eye but it's neon yellow (laughs) yeah um fun and yellow this frame goes with pretty much I mean there's not really a colour it doesn't go with it looks awesome with a black or monochrome outfit or it looks amazing with like a denim jacket and a white t-shirt and brings will elevate that kind of
0: outfit. Do you have to be careful with the bridge with the say if someone's got like quite a, a prominent nose like what? Yeah
1: what... obviously different nationalities um depending on what your makeup is it's your your bridge um it's a massive part of your f- eyewear fitting you correctly so if you do struggle with that you're better off going with a frame with pads like this one because then the pads can be adjusted they can be yeah. brought in to lift the frame or spread out so that oh, you
0: can, frame okay.
1: like lower down on your face um but again a really good optician should be advising i mean i can do that obviously when we're picking frames for people um but yeah a good optician should We'd be doing that for you with the bridge. Yeah, yeah. okay. So this is another quite un, sort of unusual frame. This is a frame by um, a Danish brand called All Green, um, but actually, this, so these are made of like they do like titanium, so they're incredibly lightweight. This is actually quite a quirky frame, but actually, this is a lovely collection for people who want um, sort of lightweight more understated frames they do these lovely sort of metals and and this is quite bonkers for them in terms of um, do you know what
0: things. that reminds me of that reminds me of Harold Lloyd can you remember Harold Lloyd it I, it feels like it's sort of like I would imagine that from Victorian times or something oh yeah no I know what you
1: mean yeah it's That's, it's like the sort of um oh god what's the word for that the sort of original little ones that used to sit on the end of your. yeah night. yeah I, it's like the sort of maybe a, version of a, that
0: move a modern version of
1: that yeah yeah, yeah. well everything's a version of You know, you know, like, um. In fact, we were just talking about it yesterday because, um, Oliver Goldsmith did this big, huge, like, wrap frame that was designed in 1966. It's called the YooHoo, and I think there's Acne and Gucci have done almost an exact kind of version of it. You know, what can you do? But it's, um, you know, it's it's actually quite nice to look at those frames now and go, well, they've used that as clearly used it as inspiration because it's it's all yeah. Um, but you know, to know that you had the original one, and you've still got the original designs and drawings and stuff from nineteen, you know, nineteen sixty six. Um, but like you know, like jeans and anything they the it just all gets reinvented, and that's cool. Um, then I'm going to show you quickly. Just talk about you being like talking about you don't think a round frame would suit you. I actually no. think a frame would really suit you. Okay. Um, this is another Goldsmith frame, and it's called the 1930s. Wow, I that's a cool. Really big head, but it fits me, and it would definitely fit you, but it also fits little faces because it actually looks quite oversized on people with little faces, but then a, nice. smaller kind of, a smaller fit on me.
0: I always quite like people with little faces and little features with big glasses because I think that looks cool, doesn't it? It sort of looks – I like that look.
1: I like I like both I know exactly what you mean um but then I really like that kind of uh, older woman with sort of chic short hair like a short bob and then like little kind of colorful frames or metal or detailing mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's a really good it's a really good look um I you know I think yes. that. Yes. brands Absolutely. to look at I think that are really good at doing that are um Anna Valentine it's a, it's a brand a beautiful brand and Fasa they do great Frames for sort of, uh, you know, older women with you know smaller faces, they they look brilliant. Um, And then I've got that Kirk and Kirk frame that I showed you earlier, the big pink and red one. So if you, um, especially if you've got darker skin, you can wear colour easier than white. Lovely on dark skin, gorgeous. Yeah, and they do that yellow, orange, and and bright purples and blues with with like a green front and blue temples. You know, really beautiful stuff, and that's all made of acrylic actually, so rather than acetate, um, so it's much lighter. So actually you can wear a really big frame like that and it's not pressing down and feeling kind of heavy on your face by the end of the day, which sometimes with a really big acetate frame, you can kind of get that feeling. Um, Then this is a brand called um, Blake Kuahara, Japanese American and just to show you kind of like colors and things and if you can see how beautiful that is yes like um, it's so like, these like, like, got gems, like stone that's been you know and the-
0: yeah black on-, on the outside just for people just listening and then inside the frame so they're kind of cat eye quite oversized but then they've got like blue on the inside so like two-tone which is really interesting yeah really yeah. nice what are your favorite sunglasses brands do you like so- i love chloe you love clothing. So
1: well to to um just to sort of give you some figures, some sort of I don't know about how big the eyewear industry is, because I don't think people really realize that, you know, there's sort of between one and five massive brands that own, I don't know, 80% share of the eyewear market. You know, so brands like um Luxotica, I think their global revenue is about eight billion euros. Um, they are huge. They employ like eighty thousand people. Um, you know, they're the company that they they own Ray-Ban, they own Purcell, they own Oliver Peoples, they own Oakley. Um, and I read somewhere I think on average they create about 75 million pairs of frames a year. Wow. And goodness. that's and that's just branded stuff. Okay. So that's that's your Chloe's, that's your. Dolce & you, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you're Ralph all Lorenzo. made
0: in the same place?
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. You know, a few companies, but the biggies, they make all of that stuff. All the stuff you see in Specsavers and Boots Opticians, uh, Vision Express, most of that stuff is all coming out of one, one or two places.
0: And a huge profit margin because of the name on it. And, you know, so better to go independent. Support independent anyway totally
1: totally if you can I mean I know that everyone's working on a budget and I think the way that they really capture you know I had a friend the other day saying you know she she gets her contact lenses with I don't know who it was Boots or Specsavers or one of these kind of companies and um she really wanted to buy an independent kind of frame but then she got like half price lenses and she has a very high prescription so her lenses are really expensive she's just like I can't get out of that Mm. when they've got me sort of they've got me, they've got me, you know, captured because, you know, they are giving me such a good deal on my lenses. And and I totally, I totally get that. But I think if you, once you've shift over to the independent world, and you start to sort of discover eyewear, particularly if you're somebody who has to wear glasses all the time, like it really is something to invest in. And, you know, these independent brands, I mean, they probably start between 200 to 600 pounds. You know where you could go and get like a frame between sort of 80 and 150 from those kind of stores or the kind of high street. Um, so it is double at least. Mm. But you're getting something handmade. You know, independently man It's not made. It's not just being churned out of a machine. I think I was telling you this story before. Like my sister worked for ASOS. She was a menswear designer, and I think she was visiting a, a factory in China and she said that they've got these, I went, you know, sunglass machines and they churn out about 2000 frames a day and they just never turned off. It's just like, dof, 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 dof. and just they get stamped with, them out. you know, yeah. And they just get stamped with, I don't know, Zara, Mango, you know, all of those kind of high street brands as well, you know, and I'm not saying they're like bad shapes or anything like that. You can get some great glasses and you need, you know, sometimes we need those frames. I mean, I don't know if you can see behind me, I've got, this is like, I'm like, oh. A glasses. mini eyewear collection. I've got frames that were, that were 50p from a, you know, right. store, and then I've got like limited edition kind of, you know, one-off pieces in there. But, um and we, you know, we all have those kind of festival glasses that we don't want our sunnies to get broken. So we buy a pair of cheapy yes, ones. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, if you can go oh. independent, experience what it's like to really like find out where your eyewear is being made. Um, you know if we're trying to be a bit more sustainable and looking to you know buying things that last longer um, it's a much better way of doing it because you can get something really really beautiful that you love that's not the same as everybody else who's walking down the high street
0: yeah and you've supported a small business I don't want to live in a world where it's just every single shop is exactly the same worldwide I don't want to live in that world I don't want that yeah corporates to completely swallow swallow everything up
1: and i think england's really bad for that in terms of eyewear if you go anywhere you know, i'm sure if you visited france you'd be there's an optician like five opticians on every single street and like most of europe have a much more um exciting kind of outlook to eyewear than, than the brits do i think the the right. brits are so used to seeing like you know spec savers and stuff on their high street and thinking that that's the only by the way it's not a dig at spec savers at all um they do you know an amazing job um but you know that's all they sort of see and they think that that's all that's available to them and then that's just not true there's a whole other world of eyewear um in fact there's a website called fava so f-a-r-v specs and they just pay homage to like loads of independent brands on there. So if you want to kind of
0: right. have, like,
1: have a browse and you don't know where to start, have um, yeah, you know, have a look on there and it'll you know you'll be like you'll be you'll be wowed
0: at the incredible things. That, the choice of that. Yeah. I mean, so if anyone listening would like to really get to know what suits them, Zoe's offering this amazing service where she will do a Zoom with you first and then take you shopping for glasses to an independent place. It's really important. It's part of our identity you know, we've all got such different tastes, thank goodness, we don't all want to look the same, so, you know, for someone, I would just recommend someone on Instagram, who uses glasses for her outfits every day, is Larissa Mills, she's called, she's in America, she's in New York, she's very stylish, and she always has a pair of really stylish glasses on, if you want to go and check her out, yes. and Zoe, where can people find you, if they wanted to book this?
1: So, my Instagram is I don't judge my um Instagram page. Uh, it's all
0: brand of- new. You're you're starting it all, oh, aren't you?
1: <laughs> well, no, I've been I've been doing this for a while, but it's just it,
0: it, I know you, yes. Social yes. media
1: world. It's the you know, I've got several kind of jobs and two young children, you know. Yes, yes, like, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that on my Instagram, and it's always at the bottom of the list. But yeah. um you can you can see some of my like writing work there and some bits, some bits and bobs there, and um you can just contact me. Um Um, by by email or like details um with you that we can we can list online but yeah and but even so I can also just do consultations with people and give them um and then send them a list of of brands and shapes that will suit them um I'm quite flexible in terms of because I'm I'm based in Seven Oaks in Kent um so I usually really only work with people in my area or obviously in London um but you know there's people who everywhere we'll
0: put put the details in the show notes we'll put the list of brands that you've mentioned in the show notes as well how to contact how people can get in touch with you to have this special consultation it's been brilliant there's so much to talk about around glasses you see it's yeah it's it's such an interesting subject thank you so much for joining me on the podcast
1: today oh thank you so much for having me and I hope just um yeah people just sort of be Look, a, bit, braver. a bit different and yeah be a bit braver and, and actually make that appointment you know an opticians and and yeah try to try on something new and see and see where you go with it
0: definitely go for it that's what I say thanks Zoe
1: pleasure thank you very much bye
0: I love that chat with Zoe. I really learned a thing or two as well. I hope you did and that was useful. Remember that if you want to see the glasses that we were talking about, you can go over to my YouTube channel where I now post all of these podcasts and that's Lisa Gilby Style Consultancy over on YouTube. Or you can look on my Instagram at Lisa Gilby Stylist and she was showing the glasses on there on the video. I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do, Please take a minute just to subscribe and leave me a review. It would really mean the world to me and I'll see you next time.